Hi, and welcome to Dunking Biscuits, providing etiquette for modern times. My name is Emma, and here is my good friend, Grace. How are you? <laughs> Knackered. <laughs> as tired as you were last week, or different? I think it's just a different time. Last week we recorded at 10.30. Or like, rough. It was or, rough. Yeah, Apologies like way too late. to everybody who had to listen. You're welcome for our dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this week I just had like a really busy weekend, and we've just had our presentation afternoon at school today so that was just a lot of organizing and running around crazy um so yeah just knackered how are you um fairly similar (laughs) (laughs) i am also very tired um today's my like six on like all on teaching day yeah i started off with like a two-hour exam which is basically where you just stand still and kids sniffle and raise hands it's basically so much just basically for you to read a question because you can't help them they're like what does this mean you just read it slowly and they're like oh and you're like so you just didn't you didn't read it or yeah um and i had my maths class and we did a round robin of um lots and crosses because that's how fun i am and then we had um our annual chookball competition if you don't know what chookball is it starts with a t no, no, no. It's it's um it's a mixture between I would say it's very similar to European handball. But uh, you don't yeah. have a net, you have a rebound net. And so you yeah. bounce it off that to catch it. Anyway, teachers are still undefeated against sixteen year olds. I will point out some of these sixteen year olds are giants. Um Yeah. They huge, make them huge, big these days. Huge people. Um and I feel very proud to say that I got the first gold. <laughs> Don't mind me, um, but, brag, but I'm exhausted because <laughs> it's probably the most exercise I've done in a long time. <laughs> so I'm like pretty tired. And um, Grace and I was just talking about how when you have like a shower at the end of the day, yeah, um, you kind of get a bit bit too cozy. So we both had a shower, and now we're both like mm, a bit tired, <laughs> little little snoozy. <laughs> but yeah, all good. Yeah. All right. Um, a good news story, please. Yeah, and it's a real good one. Uh, today we are going to New South Wales, where Hi. the first <laughs> the first New South Wales school to teach children both English and their local Indigenous language has been given the green light to begin classes in twenty twenty two. So next year. Amazing. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna. I'm really sorry about these pronunciations. There's a lot of um, native um, titles, and I'm just gonna give it my best shot. So the mm-hmm. gum by Nagia. Um, Jinyana Freedom School, which was registered with the New South Wales government. Um, it says this week, this story is actually from early last week, um, aims to reimagine the education of Aboriginal children in the Coffs Harbour region. So it's going to be the state's first bilingual school of an Aboriginal language, mm-hmm. where every day um, children will be immersed in the um, native language, the story, the knowledge of country, uh, the philosophies and the worldviews. So really taking um, kind of a huge step forward I feel like for education because especially around this area um like within somewhat walking distance from my house I could walk to a French immersion school or a Japanese immersion school mm-hmm. but I just feel like this is so much more of a big deal and I think it's really exciting um so their aim is for all children to get a really holistic education um and especially I think like with a lot of climate change and what they've said global warming it's really important and the world is really dependent on Indigenous knowledge and just their connection with the land and being able to take care of it properly. So huge, amazing. Massive. From my understanding also, 
is that Coffs Harbour has quite a high Indigenous population. So uh. it's a one of those places, like it's a, a large country town is the way I would word it, but it's not quite a city. It still have like city aspects, but yeah. it's, I would say, from my memory. Um, yeah, so I think that's amazing. And yeah. I, I would tip my hat to the educators um, who would be doing that because that would be, for some of them, would be a very steep learning curve. If you're yeah, going to be doing a bilingual class and you may not be bilingual yourself. So and very, very impressive. And I just feel really excited for, like, the families that live in that area and just kind of getting, like, that sense of, like, visibility and that they're being seen by the people who are educating their children. Like, it's really exciting. Yeah, brilliant. Big, big fan of it. Alrighty, Em, on to you now. What's your good news story of the week? Um, I met someone that um, has quite a large, like, social media um, crowd and also an unbelievable athlete this week. Um, so he's just won, I think it's called the Golden Slam. I always forget the right wording. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. the Golden Slam. Yeah. So basically he won all the tennis Grand Slams and then also won a um, – Olympic medal, gold medal for um, tennis. Um, his name's Dylan Alcott, and he's an Australian. He actually lives here in Melbourne. And um, through work, I got to meet him this week, and he introduced himself, um, repeated my name to me, very, like, official, but also felt very casual at the same time. Yeah. Um, and got to spend some time with him, and he just seems like a real cool guy, but obviously – he is a very determined, very, um, or like very like goal oriented person. Just even just with the time that I got to speak with him, and um, yes, I did get to hold the medal. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> not gonna lie, I was like, it's pretty solid. Um, and I just felt very lucky to meet him and to meet someone who who's been to many Olympics in two different sports and... Yeah, because his um, first one was basketball. He's yeah. He's a wheelchair basketball player. Yeah. So um, it was nice to meet him, um, have no bad words about him. It was just it was just very um, enjoyable and I can understand, like, obviously he was there for his own work. Like, he wasn't there just to socially hang out with some teachers. Yeah. Um, and so he obviously he did his job, but at the same time he did make me feel like he was just talking to me when we spoke. So I feel like it's oh, a, good, so nice. a good line to sort of be across if you're someone who is famous or a sports person or um, someone, as, I guess a celebrity is the right term. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, cool. So yeah, I cool. recommend I recommend meeting him. Um, he also seemed <laughs> like he would be also a good guy to have a beer with. So um, Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think he'd be a right laugh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, my win actually only happened – uh, a couple of hours ago. Yeah. So I was just about to leave work and I checked my emails um, just to like make sure I didn't have anything mm-hmm. that I need to do before I left. And I got an email from a student that just made my day. So um, uh, it's from one of my year 11. So she's going into year 12. So she mm-hmm. says, hi there. As the year is coming to an end and we're tra- transitioning into year 12, I just want to say a massive thank you. I can admittedly say that math is not my strongest subject, but I have learnt so much this last year that I genuinely never thought it would be possible for me to comprehend this. You've definitely made me made me hate math a little less 
and thank you. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your year and your upcoming holidays. So she's obviously sending emails to all of her teachers, but the fact that she's taking the time to send individual ones and just like, I don't know, just seeing that in my inbox, I was like, that's the kind of stuff that teachers just love. Like yeah. just those little, just like informal, like, oh, thanks, miss. Thanks. Like, yeah. So that made my afternoon. Yeah. Um, I've like, I'm the same. Like my year 11 class finished last week and they've had exams this week and yeah. so, like little teams message or something, which is like nothing big. It's just a sentence or two. It's just really nice just to yeah. receive that. And yeah, so just I definitely. Just small gestures go a long way. Yeah. I've actually, um, I've had these two math tutors who've been helping my class throughout remote learning as our last session on Thursday. So I've got all the kids to sign cards today because they're not in our class today. So yeah. Um, on Thursday, we'll be able to get, I'll grab, grab them some flowers because they, they were so helpful for me, especially remote learning because um, my class was a bit challenging. <laughs> not saying I'm not experienced. It was just they need a lot of assistance with their math. So it was really helpful yeah. to have them help out. So yeah, I think showing appreciation for whatever um, workplace that you're in for people who have either helped you or um, educated you, I think is really nice. Yeah, yeah. so a nice win. It's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> this week we are talking about expectations versus reality of owning a pet. And weirdly, I have a story to go with this. What? That doesn't sound like us. <laughs> it's weird. Um, in my uh, childhood, I had a few pets. Um, I started my pet journey with a pet chicken. Um, Yuck. Worst pet. Worst pet. Worst pet. <laughs> I hate chickens. Um, this chicken was really cool. Um, obviously, I was of a good age because I called it Henny Penny from play school. So that's a thing. Um, my sister had a one that was fluffy. She called it fluffy. And my brother had a rooster, which he called rooster. So we're really yeah, keeping really with the name. Yeah. Um, and they lived in a pen in our, like, just our backyard. Didn't have a fence because just went to bushland. So just, you know back area, area I guess the best way and she used to when she was roam around she'd lay eggs in the front um like pot plant so you can go out there and yeah. the, the eggs would be there whatever like an easter egg hunt <laughs> yeah eggs. but really not hiding very well because always in the same spot anyway <laughs> so that was the first one and then we had we had fish which is I think pretty easy pet to have um oh and- I don't know if you've got to clean the tank or clean the bowl it's pretty annoying I don't think we ever cleaned it because we were a bit too young. So I think we okay. had the fish, but I think mum or dad cleaned it. I don't remember cleaning it um, personally. And I'm the eldest, so I'm assuming someone yeah, else you cleaned didn't it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, didn't and then my sister had mice, um, which we had to sort of release. And then um, we had a dog. So the one I want to talk about is the dog because yeah. that's the one we had the longest. Um, the one I had the most connection to, and weirdly enough, um, she passed away this last week in 2015. So, like, I just find it very weird that it happened to be this week. Anyway, and um, so we um, basically went to a rugby game. We found our dog in the back of a ute, very country bumpkin way of doing things, and um, they were giving these puppies away because the mother had been hit by a car and had passed on the farm that they were yeah. um, born at. So um, it was a free dog. 
um, Frisia Good Home, and my sister, and I think it was mainly Renee, begged for this dog. Anyway, somehow we won, got the dog. <laughs> and um, the first part was, I just remember the first part being like, she whimpered a lot because we, um, well, the dog was not allowed inside so that she slept outside the laundry. And obviously we had to put the clock underneath to make it like the mum's heartbeat. And I remember having to look up, like she was very, like she needed a lot of attention early on. And weirdly enough, I was allergic to her. So I used to go out there a lot and just pat her so I'd stop being allergic to her because of just my exposure. Oh, wow. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. So um, did that. And um, I just remember thinking that it'd be all good. I remember um, my, I think it was pretty much Renee and Luke took her to puppy, like puppy play school with mum. Yeah. And she was like, I wouldn't say perfectly well-trained, but enough that she would listen and she understood what you meant by certain things. But the main thing that I remember with the expectations versus reality was um, like pooper scooping was something that I never really, like, I was like, I don't want to do this. And um, it was just one of those things that you had to do because our backyard was where we played. And so you had to make sure there's – her, she was all cleaned up so you can go out there and enjoy it. Um, and so I think that was one thing that I, I guess I didn't, not that I didn't realise, but I just didn't take in consideration when owning or having a dog that someone had to do that. And yeah. that someone turned out to be everybody. We, we all had to do it. But um, I think that was the main thing that I was deterred, I guess, the right way of saying it <laughs> but yes yeah, so that's our that's my main like expectation and reality reality but yeah. the second one which is probably one of those things that I think a lot of people may fall into because they choose a dog based on um either the cuteness factor or the yeah. what it looks like factor and not what it entails and she was a Kelpie Cross Collie that was born oh, on a farm. So she needed to run and yeah. run a lot. So um, you, you need to walk it like obviously definitely once a day and like not just like, oh, we did a lap of the, of the oval. Like we used to go on our bikes. Like walk. We used to go on our bikes and we used to ride from away from each other and she used to try and round us up. And that's <laughs> how much speed she got. And she was – like so far she just chased seagulls at the beach um and yeah so like that was the main two was poopy scooping and the amount of exercise that she needed to be tired I guess the best way of wording it yeah I think that's a huge one like the exercise like that's definitely something that I had noted down because I think as well like a kind of big misconception is people like oh I've got a backyard oh it's fine they can like they can run around there yeah but that's not the same. Like, someone said something to me once, like, a, like no matter the size of the backyard, like it's, like, it's not really important. Like, you need to, like, make sure you're actively, even if you're in the backyard with a ball, like, throwing the ball for the dog or, like, mm-hmm. doing something with it. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, it won't need walking that much. Whereas, yeah. like, most dogs are at least every day, if not mm-hmm. twice a day, that you yes. need to take them for a walk. But, um, yes, yeah, so I think that's a... A huge one that people don't realize and also I feel like it that's something that you got guilt from because I would hate to be 
like we've all just been through this pandemic, stuck at your house, not being able to do anything, not being able to yeah. see things or smell things or, you know, whatever a dog enjoys doing. Um, but, yeah, so I agree. It's just something that you need to really consider. Yeah, and that's something um, somebody wrote in to our Instagram earlier today. They're saying, like, oh, my expectation was that the kids would take the dog for a walk. And then my reality is, like, the kids never take the dog for a walk. <laughs> yeah. And I have that, like, not even not only from that lady um, who sent in, but also from another friend mm-hmm. um, that I know. She's always like, oh, I just wish the kids would take the dog for a walk. And, like, she ends up doing it, like, 8 o'clock at night just because, like, that's when that's, like, the family's having a downtime. She's like, all right, I'll take the dog for a walk now. Yeah. So I think it's, like, something, like, you know, obviously getting a puppy is really exciting, especially if you're a kid. You're like, oh, my God, we've got a puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but I think it's, like, it's something that, like, obviously a child, you know, might struggle to commit to at, you know, the age of eight or whatever. So it is mm. something that as a parent or the adult in the family, I suppose, like, it's something that you need to realise that if the kid's not doing it, then you've got to be there to pick up the slack. Someone, like, someone's going to help out and that's someone's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, something else that I thought was really um, kind of, like, important as well, like, the expectation, like, oh, my God, you're going to get this cute little puppy. He's going to be sleeping all the time. Like, oh, it's just going to be really cute. Um, my dog growing up, we had a little Maltese Shih Tzu, and she was the best. We also had, like, a few other dogs, but she was kind of, like, the main one that I had growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, loved her to bits, looked like a little wet ferret whenever she had a little bath, like, not cute at all. But she would, you know, like randomly bark at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, we'd have to take her out to the toilet at, you know, four in the morning if she needed to go. So I think as well, like, they're not going to be the cute little puppies that you thought that they were going to be forever. Like, yes, they'll still be really cute when they're big and old, but also like they're a thing that you need to commit to all the time. Yeah. So one thing I, because I would love to get a dog and I like... If you've been listening to the pod for a while, um, you'll know that last year my mum's dog came and stayed with me during lockdown because um, he needed to come and get surgery up in the city. And my biggest thing is, like, whenever I'm just like, oh, I really want a dog, I really want a dog, it's like it's the Friday night commitment. Mm-hmm. And for me that's like, you know, if I'm at work and someone messages me and like, oh, do you know, do you want to catch up for a drink? Like, it's not going to be that easy because like I especially live by myself that that means that I have to then like come home you know feed the dog take it out maybe Mm -hmm. take it for a quick walk and then go back out so I can't just do like the spontaneous like oh I'm just gonna head off from work or you know leave with someone from work or something like that so that's the one thing that always gets to me is like making sure like you realize that it's a 24-7 commitment like you've got to always be there for them yeah um some expectations I just thought like just want to list off so i think expectation is that um they're going to be adorable forever i think whatever pet you have you'll love i think if you love animals that's just going to be part of the job um and part of your family unit unit um and the next expectation is that um that they are always going to be like good for you because you love them which is they are still an animal whatever pet you have yeah so they may not understand something or they must might misinterpret something or they may be upset or scared and so they're not going to be this perfect always abiding animal yeah um i think the other one was uh the like the fact that you know 
yes, they're a part of your family, but also you do need to treat them like as much as you care for your human family. Because that's the way of wording it. Yeah. Like, they're, like they're still a dog or they're still a, a cat. They're still – like they need to be treated like the pet that they are. So, for example, um, like I don't think you wash a dog every day. You might wash them no. once a week, once a month, depending on what type of um, activity they get up to. So you just yeah. need to be mindful of what their routines are as well. And also the other expectation I thought was – um, is that your dog will always be outside? Is a classic one. I think that's probably like yeah. one of the, my like top tier. Or even not on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, we. Um, my dad was very uh, specific on the fact that dog would not be inside. So much so that our dog would run to the back door and and like like because she was inside pull like scrape at it because she heard his car pull up she's like he's here let me out (laughs) (laughs) dad's gonna be so mad he's here he's here um and (laughs) the poor thing um she did get hit by a car i think i mentioned this last week or whatever it was and so she she did break her back leg and so she like we kept her inside to like be able to watch her and just like comfort her and yeah. yeah Um, anyway, there was a time where we just, we like picked her up and just placed her on dad's chest and just, he just patted her and he was just like cranky, but also like, you know, we're thankful that you're still here with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, begrudgingly like, yeah. Her being like, God damn, I love um, this so much. And also pets that are outside, um, during storms. Um, obviously if you, I think generally this is, um, dogs, um, they are terrified of the yeah, weather. Um, so we used to let um, our dog in and just you could sit on a mat near the um, back door. And then yeah. when we'd go to bed, she had to go back outside and she would just like, she'd like literally like play dead and like you'd have to like hear, <laughs> like just sort of drag her like get her outside because <laughs> um, you're just like, nope, I can't go out there. And um, yeah, so it was hard, but like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Like it's just yeah, it's part, and- of, part of being an animal, unfortunately. I remember one night before school, like in January, first day of term, the next day, I can't remember what year I was going into, but there was a huge storm back at home. And we had a border collie um, for a while growing up as well. And he just liked it. He was like, no, nah, I hate this. I hate everything about it. I'm out. I'm going to run away Bye. somewhere that is better. And so on the night before school, um, me, my mum, my sister were driving around in a car like, trying to find our dog. So oh. I think, like, the expectation – we found him. He was fine. Mm. Um, all good. But, yeah, I think, like, the expectation that your dog is always just going to be easy and mm. just, like, there for you. Or, like, any pet. We're yeah. very biased to dogs here. Sorry yeah. to all the other animal groups <laughs> we're neglecting. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, the expectation that it's always just going to be easy. Just being like, oh, this is my dog. He's really cute. Um, yeah. Love him. Yeah, I think that's a massive misconception. Um, I want to talk about the reality of certain things as well. Yes. Um, I have a few things I want to point out. Um, the first one is hair. Oh my god! So even if I you're, could never own a golden retriever, even if it's like um, a hypoallergenic and they don't lose their fur, they still lose their fur. It's just that you're not allergic to it. So um, not to the same extreme as yes, golden retrievers are like next level. Um, <laughs> so I think. Just being, like, just acknowledging that you'll always have hair 
Like even if you clean, if you, yeah, it's just, it's going to happen. Um, and how you want to deal with that is up to you. Obviously, um, you want to try and make your house as hygienic as possible for everybody else living there. And also when you have visitors, but reality is if you have an animal that has a fur coat, it's going to shed. (laughs) That's, That's a guarantee. Um, and so just be mindful of that. The next thing I want to talk about is furniture. So, um, depending on obviously if your animal is allowed inside or not, um, furniture is something that will be destroyed. And (laughs) I think acknowledging that is important to do early. And I don't mean like overnight, it may be over time because of, um, I guess, um, what we call, I don't know, accidents that happen on certain couches or the hair or, like, they just sit in a certain spot or, um, I don't know, they chew on a certain – chew on something. And I just think that even if you put covers and, like, you do the best that you can, it's it's not going to be this top-tier couch, lounge room, bedding situation that you – supposedly we're thinking about having um and then the last one is that um is time which i think you touched on um so reality of time is that yes you have a job yes you have a social life yes you may have family commitments but they also need to take they need to be considered in your part of your day um whatever that is that means you have to do it in the morning if that means you have to do it after hours in the evening um, you need to consider that you need to set aside at least an hour a day for your pet. and yeah, at least for sure. I think it depends on how much um, energy or how much um, you need to put towards your pet. Like if you have a horse, I mean, that's a whole different thing. But I'm just saying like, yeah. you know, like an average an hour um, and um, just to give them attention to make sure that they're well looked after, like feeding, grooming, um exercise all that kind of stuff i think if you can't if you think that you can't do that most days and i'm talking like the occasional day you might not be able to do it yes obviously if you're unwell or something happens you missed it that one time but it's not like oh i could probably do it four out of the seven days a week i don't think it's you're not ready or you're not committed enough and that might come across harsh but sometimes you have to hear these things before the reality sort of sets in which is Terrible, but I think sometimes it's best to hear it from someone rather than have the experience and have been in a really tough situation where you have to either try and um, find someone who can help you with your dog or your cat or who whatever you're looking after, um, or um, sell it. Or get sell it. Um, yeah, it's just, and like yeah, just it's just one of those things. I'm like, you know, the more information you have, the more likely you are to succeed in anything. And I think owning a pet, you really need to make sure that you fully grasp grasp the situation that yeah. you're about to endeavour, especially knowing how long your pet may live for. Um, our, our dog lived for a long time. I can try – I'm going to try and figure this out because we got her in – I can figure this out. She must have been nearly – I think she was like 17 or 18 years old. Holy smokes. Because we got her um, before the year 2000 because we got her before I was in, I think I was in year 
year five. Yeah. And I was in 2000, um, was the year I was in year six. So, like, yeah, like at least 16, 17. Um, and that's 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 quite unusual for that type of dog. That type of dog normally yeah. lives um, about 13 years. So we're, we're like, what is happening with <laughs> this dog? And she we're was, like, wild too. So well. Yeah. She was wild. She was, like, um, running around like crazy. And you're like, you're supposed to be in your, like, yeah. golden age sort of situation. But, no, she was she was not. <laughs> she was living life large. <laughs> Love that. Um, one final thing I wanted to touch on, and this doesn't really – I don't know if it fits in the category, but when I was thinking about this, like this popped into my head, mm-hmm. and it's something that I have a big opinion on, yes. is I think a pet of any type mm-hmm. is the worst gift if it's a surprise. Yeah. Like imagine if I rocked up to your house. I mean, I, I would like, be pretty oh. stoked. <laughs> Jeff yeah. would not be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just being like, oh, for, you know, your daughter's second Christmas, here's a puppy. Woo. I'd be like, did you mean me or my present? Or? <laughs> one of my sisters did that for one of my other sisters once, and they ended up just having to get rid of the dog because they're like, we weren't. Oh, there's no. a reason we didn't have a dog. Yeah. because we couldn't commit to it. Yeah. So I think, like, yeah, I just think it's a terrible gift idea because, yeah. like, if if it's sprung on them then that's so awful because they don't have any of the equipment, they don't have any food, they don't have anywhere for it to sleep. It's, there's, um, a, there's a lot of things to plan in that afternoon. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, yeah, just, I've got, and it's Christmas Day, Pet Barn's not open. No, nothing um, So, yes, yeah, so I think it's something that, you know, if you, you know, for some reason want to buy someone a pet because, you know, they've run out of plants to get or something like that, mm. it needs to be a discussion with the people that you're thinking of doing that for. To, yes. like, make sure that, you know, you're, you know, which I find it wild. Pup, like, puppies are so expensive these days. Oh, my I'm God. I'm never buying anyone a puppy. So um, much money. But, yeah, I think just, like, giving that as a gift idea is awful. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a time and a place, and that's not it. I think if you're in a couple and you've discussed it and then someone surprises with a puppy, but yeah. I don't think someone outside your home can surprise can make that decision for you yeah i just yeah i just think that's that's wild (laughs) that's a wild i mean it's a big gift yes it's big it's like a lifetime gift too like you know yeah (laughs) you're not going back to yeah you're not going back to david jones or my being like hey um what can i get (laughs) if i have one of these do you guys do like refund for change of mind like just (laughs) um the thing you did touch on which i think is my last point is um, financials or costs of having yeah. a pet. Um, I did have someone who listened to our podcast last week um, who actually gave us inf- information and she um, she said um, she wanted to add something else. Oh, okay. Um, hang on, I'm just going to find what she said. Here he is. Um she goes, uh, so it was from Emma. So she actually wrote She actually wrote something in the first place. She was, yeah. oh, my God, listening to your podcast made me think of so much more things. <laughs> um, pet insurance. Um, yes. For the day they get home, the middle option that includes sickness, injury, and consultation fees, not the annual injections as it's only 80 to $120 depending on what injections they have. I don't see the need for that to be covered. So her dogs have been um, 
have had unavoidable accidents. She lives on a farm um, yeah. and not farm-related, such as breaking a tooth, playing Frisbee. That was over $2,000 in surgery, and I went to a good country um, vet. And with the pet insurance, it covered 80%, so she only had to pay $200 rather than two grand. Yeah, wow. So, um, yeah, so she just said um, she saves nearly $1,000 a year because of her type of the animals that she has. And she's yep. like, it's just, she goes, I just think that's something that's wild that she's like, you know, some people won't think about getting pet insurance. Yeah. And the second thing, like which. Like it's a relatively new concept, like. Yeah. Compared to like health insurance or car insurance. And I wonder if it's because vets are charging, are they charging more? Like it's becoming more expensive or people are becoming more understanding of having pet insurance. Yeah, I don't know. It could um, be, yeah. Anyway, secondly. <laughs> Um, she said a tracking tile has been the second best investment I've made for my dogs. Now she lives on property, so just keep that in yeah. mind. Yes, I'm rural and my dogs do escape and run for miles, but this would and is an absolute godsend to an urban environment. You set it up on a virtual you can set up a virtual fence surrounding your property and the minute they cross it it alerts you to your phone and you can live track exactly where they go. It also features a light to see them at night. Um and a tone that is played teaches them to return. My dogs bolt for me when it goes off. I have the brand Tractive. It was $100 for the tile and $250 for five-year subscription to the satellite that has a GPS context connects to. So, wow. I mean, that sounds it sounds expensive, but it sounds like it's been totally worth it for um, Emma's situation. Yeah. Um, she's great for traveling as you can set up geofences anywhere. So she can put them anywhere, like no matter where she goes, she can set up a fence. She's always got that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and you're eligible for a new tile every year, which is great because they are always upgrading design and function of it. It's completely waterproof and hardy. And she goes, honestly, it'll, you will not be disappointed with a, a peace of mind. So, um, yeah, so she just said, like, she wanted to make sure that I added those in as like a yeah. sidebar for last week. But Thanks. also um, just points out that, yes – once you've got the um, the animal, it's not, well, I've got this. I might have to pay for a bit of food. Um, no, you know. there's so much more involved. Yeah. I would also say um, a reality is the size of the animal also represents the amount of food the animal needs. Yeah. So if you're getting a big dog, they need a big food. If you're getting a small mouse, they only need a small amount of food. So just maybe think about that in your budgeting when – um, thinking if you can afford to have a pet. Yeah, exactly. On a side note, because when you said big dog, I just immediately thought of a Great Dane. Yeah. Um, in the suburb that I work at at my school, there's this lady who walks past and she's got a Great Dane and a Chihuahua. Oh, my and goodness. And they're two dogs. And I'm like, best friends. Oh, my God, amazing. How? <laughs> the Chihuahua's probably the same size as meal, like in a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like, I really want two dogs but I can't afford to feed two Great Danes. So what yeah. will I do? What I'll buy the exact do? opposite. <laughs> just seeing them walking around would be um, entertaining. Yeah. Like the little one's just like... And then the one's just like one step. is like It's just chilling. <laughs> What's that? Um, I was trying to figure out what that scene is. I think it's in The Lion King where like the elephant's taking like long, slow steps and like yeah. things are running between it. Great movie. <laughs> I think what we can agree on, Grace, is that with expectations and reality, 
if you really want a pet, you'll make anything work. You'll make it happen. Yeah, exactly. And I I think that as long as you consider the animal, whatever, I keep saying animal, your pet, I don't know the right way of wording that is, um, has feelings, has emotions. They might not be as vast as a human one, but they need to be comforted. They need to be loved. And if you can't provide that um, fully, you're not then ready. it's just not your time. Yeah. And that's okay. You'll get there. Yeah. There'll be there'll be time. There'll be other times you can. And, you know, offer for your friends to um, look after their pets. Yeah. Like, you know, they're going away. You're like, do you know what? I'd, I'd love to help you out. And yeah, exactly. Get a little taste test. A little taster. And if maybe after that you might be like, you know what? I'm not ready yet. And that's fine. Yeah. And also, you don't need to have a pet. It's not the be-all, end-all. And um, if you want to start small, my suggestion is fish. Yeah, they're an easier one. Yeah. Like, you still, they still need taken care of. It's still possible to kill them, trust me. Yeah. But they are definitely, like, dipping your toe in. Yes. But, yeah, as I, like, said earlier, just always think about the Friday night test. Yeah. Are you willing to give up a Friday night out? Well, not, like, fully out, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The progression, I guess, is the best yeah. way of putting it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I reckon that's good. Yeah. That's some um, great advice. Oh, we didn't really – I feel like we didn't give too much advice today. Just I think – I feel like today's was facts. not – yeah, I think it was more about I think we just need to state some things. Um, yeah. So that the way you look at it might, might have altered. Yeah. But anyway, as per usual, give us a like, subscribe, follow – Tell your mates and if you have any questions or any tales about like your pets, that would be funny because we're going to finish this series off next week with our final topic about pets. So give us a shout if you've got anything and thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. I know why I waved. Bye. I'll wave too so it's not so weird. Thanks.